This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. You have no idea how messy this podcast is. This is literally the third time I have hit record because the first time I did it, it looked like we were recording and getting really bad sound. So I went back and looked at it and it seemed okay. And now it looks like I'm getting bad sound again, but I'm going to trust that it's okay. The second time I did it, I went to try to go uh, switch my computer over so I could see my notes. And instead of hitting Control W or Command W uh, to switch windows, I hit Command Q to quit. Um, so here we go, try number three. They say the third time's a try. I was or gonna the, tell the you. Charm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I just wanted to tell you, I never noticed this before today. You get ready to, to talk in the podcast, uh-huh. and right before you've got this face like, okay, this is all business. And then the minute you say, hey, you know, it's a, you just break into this big smile like, hi, lot, everybody. There's a lot of pressure at the beginning. Yeah, And yeah, uh, yeah. then we get going on it, and it's not as much pressure because then we're just doing the fun stuff. Well, you just said you had a podcast face. But I, 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 I have a face for the radio. Yeah. Yes. But I don't think that's true because you just gave the people the face that you give when you're meeting people face to face. Well, that is my face. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, um, so today we are looking back at our uh, time at CR Summit uh, 23. And uh, that one was called Built to Last. And it was a very... Uh, you know, I had expectations going into it and uh, the expectations that I, or the experience that I had uh, does not match up with my expectations hardly at all, other than that it was going to be really good and it was really good. Um, But everything else was just uh, very cool and different and not what I expected. So, so that was pretty cool. One cool thing that did happen at Summit, and I didn't even tell you about this, uh, listener Jonathan, sent in a grip of words for me. Thank you, listener Jonathan. I asked for words to be sent in. He took care of me. I've got words now for, for uh, well, at least for this one. I, I checked this one to make sure that I hadn't uh, du- duplicated, uh, but he gave me a, a long list of words that I can use for the word of the week. So thank you, listener Jonathan. Um, the word of the week this week is veritable. And um, I, I looked up, you know, I used the word veritable and I just, you know, I always look up the word to make sure that I've been using it correctly. I hate to give out bad information on the podcast, uh, but veritable, it just says that it's used as an intensifier, often hmm. to qualify a metaphor. So like a, a veritable price explosion or a, a Jonathan Kay said that my, my list of words is a veritable dictionary. Um, so uh, that's kind of fun. So if you can use veritable in your uh, sentences this week, give yourself the standard 10 bonus points. And everyone will be glad to hear your fancy, fancy, fancy language. Uh, I thank everyone who is a listener and who is doing what they can to support the show like Jonathan. Uh, Please share the show with your friends. Put it out with your family uh, email in the morning or whatever when you tell everyone you love them. And just tell them, hey, check out this show. Uh, Perhaps you want to uh, pray for us. Perhaps you just want to play it in the office so other people can hear. It's just a great thing if you can share the show with people. You can text the word MUM to 760-WALLS-CA if you want to become a financial supporter of the show and the ministry. Uh, So uh, we thank all the people 
for doing that because it's really um, it really helps us a lot. If you want to get a hold of me like Jonathan did, it's super easy. I got a phone. It takes phone calls and texts. I can also get email on it. The phone number is 760-608-1942. And the email is bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. I will tell you, I am much more likely to respond to a text than an email because I have so many emails that come through. The emails tend to get um, buried in the pile pretty quickly. Um, so uh, I do prefer text, but, but we're out there. We're also on Instagram and threads haven't seen anyone on threads yet uh so uh check us out on threads and uh, we'll see what's going on there it's mess it up podcast on threads so um you have heard her talking already uh lovely bev my wife is here with me i'm fixing to uh, take her to the airport she's going to get on a plane and go up to mm-hmm. see paxton pantry and pastor dan to help them prepare for a move to tejas uh so we decided to crack out a show before we go to the airport We've got an hour to do it. We got to leave in an hour, so I think we'll be just fine with that. Welcome to the show, Bev. Thank officially. you. Hi, friends. You are so faithful to uh, uh, let us come into your car or home or into your ear, whatever. There you go. Every week, so yeah. thank you. Yeah, that is very sweet of you. Thank you for saying that, Bev. Uh, so, Summit uh, was a firecracker for us. Uh, this was a first for us in a lot of ways. Um, Namely, it's the first time that you went to Summit officially as a state rep for Celebrate Recovery Inside. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about what that means? Well, um, let's see. Paul and I have been going into the prisons now. He's been going in for five years. I've been going in for four, I believe. And uh, as a person who goes inside the prisons, uh, we carry the hope into the prisons by being affiliated with Celebrate Recovery and what we call CRI, or Celebrate Recovery Inside. And that means we take Celebrate Recovery information and 12-step recovery, Christ-centered, into the inmates. And uh, so, because we've been doing that for quite a little while, um, I don't know that I want to say that it qualifies me, but it it gives me firsthand uh, person-to-person contact so that I understand the curriculum and the, the inmates, the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, uh, a state rep, through Subject Recovery is someone who helps coordinate or stand in the gap between the, I guess, the inmate, the program, and then the, uh, I don't know, help me out with that word. We we try to help grow um, uh, programs inside of uh, facilities we want to make in the sure, state yeah, of California. We're, we're trying to make sure that, uh, well, and for us, California, but but around the country, yeah. uh, Celebrate Recovery Inside is working and trying to make sure that the, that the only thing, the only difference between Celebrate Recovery Inside and Celebrate Recovery Outside is the wall between us yes. with the barbed wire. That uh, the program inside looks like it does on the outside and the program outside looks like it does on the inside. Yes. So that when um, we're doing things, it's, it's a... a a consistent program and so Bev as an inside state rep now 
is uh, we, you know, one of the things we do is try to help people get involved with Celebrate Recovery Inside, try to get new uh, institutions, including the program there. We can help work with the um, program volunteers and the community resource managers here in California, uh, the outside CRs, and just make sure that it's a, a good continuity between all the programs and make that program flourish and give inmates and their families uh, mm -hmm. a place to thrive and survive. Because if the inmate is inside doing Celebrate Recovery, but their family is not, when they come home, it's going to be less likely that they will continue to go to meetings on the outside because now their family is. But if we get the inmate doing Celebrate Recovery inside and we get the families doing Celebrate Recovery outside so that they you know, when they come home, they can talk the same language. Mm -hmm. They'll understand what they're doing. And they're going to be going, it's like, yeah, I know where meeting is. It's where I go. And, mm -hmm. and they can keep that that recovery going. So really, you know, I just see myself as a servant um, trying to bridge that gap, especially between the incarcerated person and their, their families. It's really important that we do that. And the big word is re-entry. Yeah. We want to do everything that we can Um to help people understand uh, that that those people inside want to be good neighbors. They want to yeah. be uh, productive citizens, and we want to try to help that happen. But the more uh, prisons we can impact, the more people we can encourage to start putting programs like Celebrate Recovery inside, uh, the better. Yeah, so we can reach more people. I, I try to remind <laughs> people that... Uh, these guys um, that are inside, these guys and gals that are inside, they're going to be coming back uh, to um, to society. To society, yeah, yeah, and um, they are uh, going to be moving in right next to you um, from where they are to come and live with you. Uh, about 80% uh, are gonna be on, on parole supervision and 95% of, of state prisoners are gonna be released from prison at some point. So that's, uh, that's nationally. Um, if 95% of about 2.4 million people are coming home, that means we've got a lot of former inmates moving into the towns and cities where you live. And the best thing for all of us, for them, for you, for your neighbors, is if those people are coming back healthy, in some form of recovery, doing something better with their lives and for your communities. So they're giving back. So that's, that's what we're trying to do is just make a fertile ground for the inmates and their families. Yes. And I apologize, our <laughs> air conditioner just came on. Uh, we're also in a very echoey room with the, with tile floors here at our Airbnb, so apologize for the noise. I'm looking at my, my noise meters and thinking, oh, land of lakes. Oh, and there went the, the, the refrigerator. refrigerator. <laughs> so now we got, we got the refrigerator going on, we got the air conditioner going on, we got the echoey room with the tile floors and nothing on the walls. Which like, and, would you like for me to turn on the microwave yeah, and the running we've, water? And we've got in the bathroom, there's a, a, a light that has a funny wine going on so it's oh my goodness when I stop here for the break in a little while I'm going to go back and look at the stuff and, and just hope that we've given you something worth hearing um, so most of what we did at CR though 
was working as volunteer as, as as a state rep we came not to attend summit as much as we came to serve at summit and so bev and i both enjoy being in the resource tent which is where they sell books and gear and coins and and whatnot for um people to run their celebrate recoveries and um that's where we spent most of our time how did you find that Beth? what do you i love it in fact <clears throat> as soon as i found out that you know, as a state rep, that would be what we'll be doing is serving there. Uh, and they said, where do you want to serve? I said, oh, put me in the merchandise tent. That's where I want to be because I just love it. I, I, I didn't used to be this way. I didn't used to be this way. Like, um, I was quiet, shy, didn't, didn't enjoy talking to people. I didn't want anybody to notice me. But something's happening to me. I don't know what it is. Um, but hearing, hearing people talk about the celebration part of Celebrate Recovery, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I was selling the chips and coins that people receive when they've, you know, hit a, a landmark <clears throat> in their recovery, was just uh, a little piece of heaven for me. You get the joy of, in fact, we sold a lot of coins that were above 20 years, and they go up to 50. And many people walked up there and bought a coin for themselves. Mm. And it's like, yes, I'm celebrating 45 years of recovery. Yeah. It's just like we did a little celebration right there. Oh, that's awesome. It was a blast. It was so fun. That so, is yeah, it's and great. I was uh, I was running the the way that it works. We're in a big a big building. It's it's a tent, but it's it's a temporary building that's permanent. Think circus tent. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's like that. It's, it's a very large building, and. Um, they got all the merchandise on the floor and then they've got along the wall they've got the cash registers about 12 cash registers and and then there's a sort of zigzag line you know disneyland style with uh impulse buys at the end and uh, i stand at the end between the impulse buys and the cash registers <laughs> and the cashiers will hold up the their paddle that says what number they are and i send people down there and that's gold for me because i'm just you know talking to the people, telling jokes. And, and what I would do is, because you know a lot of people come through a few times a day, but most people I just see them once a day. And so I just tell the same joke all day long. <laughs> and, you know, by the, the second day I'm, I'm working in the second joke a little bit, or the first joke uh, again. And then the, by the, the third day, I, I got several jokes that I can tell depending on how long it takes. I'm, I'm gonna interrupt through. you for just a second. I bet you the people that were, uh, register one and two oh you gosh. were probably an earworm to oh them all night gosh. long they were probably yes, they hearing your hear. voice hey, wow what, what what's what's red and smells like blue paint that'd be red paint uh yeah they, <laughs> yeah, they heard right. that <laughs> A lot. <laughs> but they surely did, didn't look like they were like, oh, no, not this again. Here's what I noticed. I noticed a lot of people trying to get down by the register by <laughs> me. Uh, and I don't know if that's because that's there's more action or if they just wanted to hear those lovely <laughs> jokes over and over and over again. But I did. Oh, I did. gosh. I had a really good time. And that's where I make all my acquaintances and do my networking and make friends at, at, or at Summit is at the front of that line. Because I do. I get to see so many people come through. And it's just a little piece of heaven for me to get to just talk. And, you know, they want to buy stuff. So they, sure they, they do. They, they got to take it for a little while. You know what would have been one step better for you, though? Tell me. If you had a microphone a or mic a bullhorn. Oh, come on now. 
I, yes, it's always better. If I have a microphone or a bullhorn. I mean, I, yes, yes. I, I can see the people that are in charge of that, getting everything ready and saying, whatever you do, do not pack a bullhorn or a microphone and do not let Paul Pippen see it. Yeah, that guy doesn't need more, uh, no. more help. I did have one person give me a fidget spinner. I said, what, you think I don't have enough energy getting rid of it? Because what I do is I, I walk in place, I march in place, and so I got uh, about oh, 132,000 steps, uh, maybe 134,000 steps uh, over a, uh, a four-day period <laughs> of, of walking. And so, um, yeah, I don't know why they gave me the fidget spinner, but I guess they just thought, well, that guy looks like he's got energy. Um, so <laughs> it was... It was a real big hoot, and we'll talk more about that on the other side of the break. But what I want to Maybe. do right now is uh, <laughs> I want to I want to get into our, our song of the week, which is from Mercy Me. This is a song called Not to Worship, and we're going to give you about 90 seconds of it. We'll be back on the other side to talk about the song, tell you a little bit more about our experience and some cool surprises that we had at Summit, and uh, wrap this thing up, get Bev on a plane. So right now, here's Mercy We, Mercy We, Mercy Me. <laughs> And not to worship. <laughs> We're just going to let you hear Bev laugh for a little while. No, I think I'm done. Here's Mercy Me. There you go, Mercy Me. And first of all, let's just acknowledge the fact that I renamed the song incorrectly. The song is actually called To Not Worship You. So, oh, you know what? That was the title of the song that was produced by Mercy We. Mercy We, yes. So, Mercy so we. this one is by Mercy Me. Yes, yes. All of a sudden, Bev's a comedian. <laughs> not very good one. No, she... No, it, was, it was lovely, Bev. It was lovely. You go, girl. Uh, <clears throat> why don't you tell the lovely people what you thought about the actual song we did? Um, before I <clears throat> tell you the lyric, I just want to say, I have spent a lot of time as a Christian believer, saved by Jesus Christ, but not turning my entire life and will over to his care and control. I've only learn to like scratch the surface of that 
since being in recovery through the Celebrate Recovery. But I'm saying that because the part of the song I love is the chorus. You're the one who makes mountains move. Stars will not shine unless you tell them to. Conquer the grave to make all things new. Who am I to not worship you? And the reason why I preface that with what I said about my own life is because God holds all things in his hands, Mm -hmm. all things. Uh, My first time in a study um, through Celebrate Recovery, the first question, you know, what are you, what do you have control over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I filled a front and back of a piece of notebook paper with things that I thought I was in control of. Give me more trees. And now, uh, when that question comes up, I, I say nothing. There's yeah. really not anything because God holds my next breath yeah. and my heart. Yeah, my response is what I can control. I <clears throat> I like the pre-chorus. It says, breathe out, breathe in. Mm. Such a good reminder mm. Mm. to just settle. But I also like in the chorus, which says, you know, like you said, the stars will not shine unless you tell them to. And I wonder myself... <clears throat> what is God telling me to do that I'm not doing? Yeah. And what am I doing that God's not telling me to do? Because yeah. mm. God gives me the the power to make decisions to go against what he's telling me to do. He gives me the the capacity to do that. I'm, I'm allowed to break the rules. <clears throat> and that doesn't mean that it will end well for me when I do. But there are so many things where I'm not listening to the word of God. And the best way to know what God's telling me is to listen and to be involved and to to pray and listen, to read and listen, to speak and listen. Mm, yes, <clears throat> good point. Uh, when you just repeated the same line that I did, stars will not shine unless mm-hmm. you tell them to, I just assume that the stars are going to shine every night. Mm. But God is every second, you know, controlling this world that... Maybe spinning out of control, but he is in control. He will every night, standing, you know, being up in heaven, wherever that is, saying, Stars, come on a red tryst. All right, you're on now. Stars, you're off now. <laughs> it's just. Okay. I, and, it, you know, I, I hate to be all scientific, but they're still shining on they, the other side of the they world. Are. Yeah, they, they they're are. Yeah, they're not blinking. Not, we're just spinning around. Exactly, but I'm saying he's got the. Time. But if he yeah, wants those yeah. stars to go out, yeah. he will say, "All right, guys, you're done. Yeah. Black hole. That's it. Boom. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, uh, it's so hard to go wrong with Mercy Me. Yeah, or if, Mercy We. If if you don't if you don't enjoy Mercy Me's music, I would say check your pulse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> many people have fought and died for your right to be wrong. So uh, anyhow, we love Mercy Ooh. Me. Uh, so uh, thanks to them for this song. And um, <clears throat> let's get back to talking about Summit. One of the things that you can tell, well, you might not be able to tell, but I can tell, is that I have been talking a lot. And I didn't have a microphone. I didn't have a bullhorn. I didn't have a megaphone. I didn't have anything other than my voice in a very loud room with hundreds of people in it that I had to speak over. I heard one <clears throat> person after the first day... Um, the, the lady who was in charge uh, of things talked to Bev and, you know, I, I don't know how the conversation went, but my guess is, I don't know how to say this. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but hey, could you tell Paul, you know, just <laughs> some people are, 
you know, he's a little bit loud and it, it's bothersome and, and gets on people's, you know, mental health and maybe get him to tone it down a little bit. And so Bev came to me with the message and I was like, uh, okay, all right, I, I get that. <clears throat> and I, day one of the conference is not day one of the merchandise. So the first day we do merchandise is on registration day, which is Tuesday. The conference starts on Wednesday. Wednesday so on Tuesday I was going full Paul and so we got the message on Wednesday morning hey you know, less Paul and so when I came in and, and not the guitar guy uh, when we came in to the tent I, I was you know had it toned down a little bit and uh, one of the the person who runs pastors.com for Celebrate Recovery which is the company that produces and sells all the merchandise came over and said, hey, what's up? You know, you, you, we're, basically, where, where, where'd Paul go? Who's this guy? <clears throat> and so I explained to him that, you know, I had been, you know, getting a little bit too loud and whatnot. And he, he said, well, I, I understand the point. He said, maybe, maybe like, you know, give him a, a, a five or a seven and not a 10. And I said, you know, it's basically an on-off switch. And uh, the guy I was talking to is a guy named Josh Warren. Um, you may have heard of his dad, Rick Warren. Um, so I felt good that uh, the son of uh, New York Times number one selling author, mega book uh, author, um, told me I could I could turn it up a little bit more than I was, uh, maybe not quite as much as I was, but he didn't have any problem with where I was. So that that felt nice. But my voice is a little bit hooky hooky. We're also in a different climate, so it gets a little bit of that raspiness, and I do have a lot of clearing to do. <clears throat> Um, in the tent, Bev, you talked about people coming to celebrate yeah. and, and buying those coins. And that's an awesome thing. And I got to see people. One of my favorite things is I, I you know, I can see the line. And, and when, when we were in full tilt, the line goes down and it comes about probably 20, 30 feet and then goes back 20 or 30 feet in the back. So it's a zigzag Disneyland style line. So I can see people walking with their material for a long time and i always look to see what they're buying and you can tell people who are there first time at summit gonna start a new celebrate recovery yes their smiles their armloads <laughs> yes. of stuff and the books that they buy are it's very telling it's like okay you got this you guys are starting a new set and and i love talking to these people because they're so fired up for stuff and then you've got people who are coming through and they're waiting in the long line and they just wanted to buy one little rubber iheart cr wristband you know and they're willing to wait in the line for 20 30 minutes to buy that dollar 99 wristband um <clears throat> so i just love that was there anything else in the uh, in the tent that that stood out to you or that was fun that you wanted to mention um <clears throat> something that it's probably deeper than just fun but something that I absolutely love is I'm used to people who like to shop. I like to shop. I, I, I like to window shop and then I like to shop when I know I'm going to buy something. And typically what, what people are doing, consumers are saying, ooh, I really like the shirt. Mm, I like the way this looks on me. Um, you know, do you think this color goes with my, with my hair and all that? But the number one reason why people were shopping is they were looking for something that would glorify Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they all said that because each person that bought a coin, 
that was <clears throat> like for them, I would ask them, how did you do this? Mm, how did yeah, you yeah. do this? And what's next? Yeah. And the answers were, the answer to the second one was always the same. You know, keep coming back, keep doing what we've been doing. But they all wanted to tell me a short little story about how they started. And it always had to come down to the fact that it was Jesus doing this in them. That mm. they had no they had no part in it. They just had a, a desire and a want for a better life, something better than what they were doing. And that they all found that it was Jesus that made the difference in their recovery. One lady, I don't know if this is answering your question or not, but one lady said, and, and please, if you go to any one of the other A groups out there, recovery groups, that is, God bless you, that's awesome. Whatever works for you is all important. But um, she said, I became sober in another A group, but I learned how to recover in celebrate recovery. And I, I said, would you please repeat that? Because I want that to stay in my brain forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was gaining wisdom um, and on the backs of the experiences of other people who'd walked before me. And it was almost like a sponsor, sponsee situation where I can tell you where I've been and what I've done and some of the pitfalls of my life. And it was it just enriched my life. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, when I go to a conference, there's always, you know, one of the questions I like to ask people is, what's your takeaway from the conference? What's your big takeaway? And I would ask people in line what their big takeaway was. And I don't have a big takeaway. Oh, no. I have three big takeaways that stand out for me at this summit. Tell me. Um, one of them was when we were doing a breakout session for Celebrate Recovery Inside. <clears throat> and there was a, a man who was talking about his experience. And he was in prison and he went to Celebrate Recovery because it was a way to get out of his cell and do stuff. He wasn't saved. He wasn't a Christian. He wasn't really interested in whatever. But he went because it was something to do, which we get a lot of. Yes. And I love that person because, you know, they're giving us a chance to put some seeds in. And it turns out that his soil was fertile and the, the, the seed took root and he began to change and grow and then said when he came out he was so like so many inmates that come out he was he didn't know what to do he just wanted to hide you feel like the whole world is Mm. looking at you and judging you and he went to celebrate recovery because it was the only thing he knew and it was the same it was the same they were doing the same thing on the streets that he was doing inside and so he knew what to do he didn't know in church what to do. He didn't know when to raise his hands or say amen. He didn't know the verses that they were talking about. But in Celebrate Recovery, he knew, oh, this is where they read the steps. Oh, this is reading the principles. Oh, this is what uh, the small group guidelines are. This is how I'm supposed to act, what I'm supposed to do. And that was just like, oh, my gosh, that's so important. And one of the one of the jobs of the CR state reps inside and outside is to help groups maintain what we call the DNA and that's why it's so important so that when people go, they have something that they can yes. understand yes. in your group. And it's it's not that the, the state reps are trying to bust you or, you know, you know they're not the police. Uh, we just want to make a consistent experience for everyone inside and outside so that it looks the same. And when they go there, it's familiar and they'll stay. Yeah, people won't go where it's not safe. Yeah. So that, that was one of my <clears throat> one of my takeaways. What, what was one of your takeaways? Um, 
one of my takeaways um, was actually a surprise to me. Can I talk about the surprise of the summit? Yeah. yeah. What <clears throat> I told Bevan, you know, I said, okay, we're going to talk about this, this, and this. We always try to just roughly plan out the show. I said, we'll talk about the surprise of the summit after the song of the week break. So yeah, we're here so you can go oh, ahead We'll just that. talk. You're friends. Yeah. You, you know how it goes. Um, and this is kind of a little bit more about me than I would want to be talking about on the show but hey here we go we're, we're transparent with one another come on transplant I almost said we're having trouble with words today words are tough yeah yeah um, and that is I I've mentioned it before <clears throat> like I could just sit here and we, we joke about this but I could just sit here during a, a podcast taping like today and listen to you the whole time it, it's fine you your wordsmith it's easy for you words are not easy for me and also being in front of people is uh terrifying i remember as a little girl when we would my mom and my sister and i would have to sing or we'd be invited to sing i would shake i would do everything i just they almost had to force me up there i just despised that but i had a mic shoved in my hand in front of a group of people who wanted to know what I had to say about being on the inside of prisons. And the words just came. It was crazy. The words just came. Because my biggest fear, one of my dreams that I often have is like a nightmare, is standing in front of people and not and being powerless, having no yeah. words, having nothing to offer. People walking away saying, Man, you're dumb. You know? And I, it, the words just came out, and it shocked me. And, you know, Bev and I have been married for uh, almost 30 years now. And so the way that it works is there's a microphone. Paul grabs the microphone. Bev stands in the background. I went for the microphone, and Bev had it, and she wasn't letting go of it. It's not that it got shoved in. She snatched that microphone and started yappity yapping. I was just like, wow, this is different, but I was so proud. But the shock of it was... Who gave you that microphone? I don't remember. I don't remember. Well, I'm, I'm trying to think of which time you're talking about. Oh, well, there were there were two times. Maybe even three times. What was the first time? Who gave you the first microphone? Um, oh, yeah. The CEO of Prison Fellowship. President yeah. and CEO of Prison Fellowship, James, James Ackerman, Ackerman, was there. Yeah, And um, we were at... the uh, so. The, the main conference starts on Wednesday. On Tuesday, it's what they call Super Tuesday, and it's all the state reps are there getting the information and just sort of having, because the state reps don't get to go to the conference, we just get to have a little mini conference right there and talk and share and be encouraged. <clears throat> and so James Ackerman came to talk after lunch. I uh, know before lunch, I guess, right before mm -hmm. lunch. It was after after a break. He came in and I saw him. So I, I, I spied him and I went over and introduced. I said, hey, James, you know, I, I really love what you're doing at uh, uh, Prison Fellowship. And we are working a, a Prison Fellowship Academy uh, in a couple of prisons and doing this. And it was my first time meeting him. He didn't know me. I knew him because you Super know, brief. he's the president and CEO. And so we sit down. He's sitting across the room. And I was thinking to myself, oh, man, I, I missed my opportunity. I should have given him my business card. So he gets up and he starts talking. No, no, he came over. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I messed up his story. Sorry. <laughs> this guy's a mess it up podcast. Yeah, right. uh, he we're gets up and starts talking, and he says, "We're going to show you a movie now." 
And as they showed the movie, he came from over yes. at the table where the national director and the global director and the 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 three top dogs at CR are sitting at at the table where he's sitting. He gets up from there, and then he comes over to our table, which is just uh, various state reps. It was just it was not labeled reserved. It was the front row, so nobody wanted to sit there. So we came in <laughs> after. So we were like, okay, well, we'll sit here. And James. Ackerman comes over and sits down at our table to watch the movie, the little you know five-minute movie or whatever we're going to see. And he says, I'd like to bring you up on stage to talk about what you're doing in prison. Would that be okay? And we're like, well, okay. all right. <laughs> That's an interesting thing to do. So we got to go up and talk. And that was just, um, it was quite, it, it was not anything that I had drawn up in my plans of no. this is something that could happen at Summit. No, no. Yeah. Um, I keep bringing this around to something spiritual, I guess. Ah, it's okay. You know, it's a faith-based po- yeah, uh, yeah, you know, program, faith-based podcast. But what that said to me and the takeaway for me is God will show up. Well, he will show up. It, it's just like, I, like I said, I didn't have words. And all of a sudden, I've got a mic in my hand. And, and then later on, people were telling me, your words were exactly what I needed to yeah. hear. I was moved by what you said. And I was told that so many times. And like, here I am thinking, I'm just blabbing into a microphone. But God is using my mouth to speak. Well, and, and when he brought us up, James Ackerman said, I believe in divine appointments. And I just met Paul and Bev uh, down here. And, I'm, and yeah. it, it was it was divine. It was, it was super. I could have gone home and that would have been a successful yes, summit. Yes. But I didn't go home. Yeah, right. And it was a better than successful summit. It yeah. was, uh, it, it got even better, you know, from there because, um, you know, we got to go up with the state reps on stage for 20 years. I've been coming to summit and always wanted to get up there on stage. And I was, I was able to be on stage in the main room, uh, you know, waving to the people and everything like that. Um, we got to talk at some uh, breakout session um, about some things. You got to share about Angel Tree and your experience. Yes. And it was, it was fun to be used for me. Yes, it was fun to yes. be a person who um, had information that was valuable to other people that could help yes. them out with their program and um, and and know that the message that we're delivering is the message that the leadership above us wants us to be delivering. Yes. That we're not just you know cowboys running around shooting mm-hmm. our guns off, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, we said something uh, at the Super Tuesday, and James Ackerman said, "You know, that's that's. I couldn't have said it better." And uh, we were talking at the breakout session, and the national director for CR Insight was like, "You know, that's that's a great way to end this message is with what got said there." And that felt very validating to me that what I'm doing is the right thing, um, and is what what the people who have asked me to do it want me to be doing. That I'm not just going out there and and causing havoc right. I'm, I'm making a royal ruckus for jesus right now <laughs> while you were talking my my mind it wasn't that i wasn't listening that's okay you, i get it but my mind went back to over 20 years when you came home from jail and um i don't know if it was immediate but i do remember that it did happen at some point we both made that commitment god if you can use this story Uh, we want to be available we want to do that world's dangerous prayer whatever you want to do through us we're here for you yeah god please use me 
Yep. Man. And I remember my first summit 20 years ago. And I thought, I want to be up there someday sharing. And I finally it got happened. to a place where I'm able yeah. to do that. And, and it's just the beginning, I'm sure. Um, and any other takeaways before I share my final takeaway? Uh, let me think a minute. I, I, I don't know, but um, if you are struggling with anything in your life, my best advice is hand it over to Jesus. Mm -hmm. He'll take it, he'll accept it, and your life will have so much more peace. It's a really simple thing to do, but at the same time, very, very hard. Yeah. So just, uh, just hang in there, people. Uh, God will help you. Yeah. My, my final takeaway is I had um, several of my books that I brought with me, and so I mentioned that I was working with, uh, in close proximity to, Josh Warren, uh, the son of Pastor Rick Warren from Saddleback Church, <clears throat> and uh, so I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the kind of person who just takes the opportunity when the opportunity's there. I will, I will step through yes. that door and just see. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I, I, I would rather have someone say, ah, I wish you wouldn't have done that, than me say, I wish I would have done that. <laughs> uh, so. I decided I was going to take the chance, and I got my book, and, and I waited for a little while, you know, and I let Josh get to know me and, and get comfortable and see that we were talking and just joking with each other, and and then I pounced. Uh, <laughs> I, I brought him my book, and I said, you know, Josh, I could never get this book to your dad, but I know that you know him, and I was wondering if you would possibly be willing to give my book to your dad, and he said, absolutely, he said, well, he opened it up and said, you didn't sign it. Aren't you going to sign it? And I said, well, I didn't know that he wanted. He said, don't you want to be able to say that you have your book autographed on Rick Warren's bookshelf? And I said, well, yeah, I kind of do want that. And uh, so it was just a really cool moment. And and so my book is now in the possession of Rick Warren. Yes. And, and hopefully he reads it. Hopefully it just doesn't sit on his shelf. But um, that was... Uh, that was cool. I might have to rewrite my my author bio. Yeah, uh, right, right. Read by right, uh, right. Pastor Rick Warren. Um, but it, it was it was just things like that just kept happening. And the reason they kept happening is because we took the time to go. Right. None right. of this would have happened if we wouldn't have taken the time to go. Right. right. And did we get to go to Summit? Yeah, we were at Summit. We didn't get to participate. We didn't get to really hear in the in the resource tent. You can't hear what's going on. And I heard people complaining about that. Some of the volunteers were like, oh, we can't hear well. And it's too noisy in there. And, and, and they were the people who were complaining about me because I heard them complain about <laughs> me by name when they didn't know I was right behind them. Yeah. Uh, but, right. but that didn't matter. No. We're, I'm not in ministry to not serve. Right, right, right. I'm in ministry to serve right. and whatever that is. And and we were there early in the morning and last, last volunteers to leave, yeah. to leave um, and wouldn't have it any other way. It no. was just, that's what made it so yeah. cotton pick and fun. Uh, so it was, it was great. It was, it was a really, really good summit and I had a really, really good time and I couldn't tell you anything that really got said from the stage pretty much, but it was still one of my favorite summits yeah. uh, of all Mine time. Too. We just had, Mine I had too. such a great time. So yeah. uh, thanks for taking the time to reflect. Uh, we do have to wrap this up because Bev has to get on an airplane soon. So we're gonna tie a bow on it right there. I'm gonna let you know you can get a hold of me at 760-608-1942, text or phone. You can email me at bowtieguy at mess it up podcast .com. 
I do need, I've got one more song of the week in reserve here. So I need some songs of the week. And that, listen, Jonathan picked up the slack for everyone giving me words of the week. We hey, don't want Jonathan. him to have to do all of the work on the songs as well, but I'll take him if he does. Uh, but uh, send me some songs and uh, maybe you can get your name mentioned on the podcast too. We will be doing some podcasts in the future with James Ackerman has uh, said he would love to come on the podcast. The uh, He will be retiring in six months. The incoming president uh, and CEO of C uh, Prison Fellowship has also said she would love to come on the show. So we're going to be getting some interviews done here in the next couple weeks and months. So that's something to look forward to. But for right now, we're just going to say we will see you next time we mess it up. And oh, by the way, don't forget to check out Mercy We. I know. <laughs> there is no mercy. This, this is just a train wreck now. Right. Now, and I'm just letting it roll. <laughs> because the longer I let it roll, <laughs> the more uncomfortable Bev gets. Yeah, really, folks. Please save really me. Really awkward. Please save me by turning <laughs> off this podcast. <laughs> Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.